0: This is our last session for this week. We've had a good time together, and we want to thank particularly Mr. Tom Alte for his outstanding contribution to this series on videotape. And we are grateful for his associates, these young men. Their work has been precious and beautiful. We're happy also for others that have come in. Here are parents. And granddaddy, grandmother, you'd never know it. They look like children, but we'd never know it. We're glad to see them. Brother and sister Walker, who are video evangelists, they go from church to church. They give their time. They're not on salary. They're self-sacrificing, and they show these programs. We have about seven different programs on videotape, and we appreciate it. We also have Pastor Larry Groger here, who's been a friend of mine for several years. And we've just held a series recently in his church. We're delighted to have pastor here and uh, all the rest of you good people, uh, you saints. You know, when I talk about there being saints, not all will recognize that. We're holding a series of meetings in Lincoln at Union College. I walked into the college dining room where the college students were sitting. And as I walked past one of these tables, I said, how are you saints? And one of the college students looked up at me and he said, wrong table. I said, you know what a saint is? He didn't know. I said, a saint is a sinner headed toward heaven. He looked up, didn't crack a smile. He said, right table. (laughs) So we're glad to have all of you dear ones here. Now, we're dealing in this last session with how, with a question of how to break habits of sin in various areas. And the first one with a question will come. Thank you so much. Pastor Kuhn, how can a person get unchained from the power of pot and liquor and tobacco? Thank you. That's, we'll deal with that. And then the next question. And remember, these represent about a hundred questions that are in our, in our envelope.
1: Pastor Kuhn, also, how can a person be happy without any TV or movies?
0: Thank you. Good questions. And the next. Now, these questions are not raised by the ones who read them. They are reading what somebody else has put in.
2: I don't enjoy
0: reading the Bible. How can I learn to? Thank you. So this is it. So we want to take a little time and learn what can happen. When I was 16 years of age, my brother, Lester, was 18. My brother, David, was 23. We're leaving home to go away 300 miles or so to school. Dad took us to the little old DeRyter, New York station in a horse-drawn carriage. Bates <laughs> us, doesn't it? On the way, we could see a very serious look in his countenance. And we knew that something was preying on his heart. And finally he weighed his words and he said something like this, Boys, you're now leaving home. You're too far away from home to have parental guidance. But I have a suggestion to make. If you'll take one hour a day in studying God's Word, other writings that deal with the spiritual life, meditation and prayer, I have no fear for your future. One hour a day. He even mentioned uh, um, uh, the youth instructor, which Insight has taken the place of. He mentioned perhaps we'd like to read the Review and Herald or some spiritual book. One hour a day. As As we boarded the train, I didn't say anything to either of my brothers, but the Holy Spirit impressed me. If that is what it takes, do it. And I looked out on the fields, the the fall, shocks of corn. You know how the fall looks so different from any other time of the year? And as I was thinking and looking out, I was saying, Lord, I'm going to accept Dad's challenge. Little did I realize how impossible it was because I had to work all my way through school and take full schoolwork, and Dad only had $10 to help me. I would get up, I was working on the farm, I'd be at the farm at 4.30 in the morning. And then when I came back, we'd eat breakfast, go into classes, come back, eat dinner, go right back to the farm until 5 o'clock at night. I didn't have more than two hours to study my lessons. I was taking full, full lessons. And the Lord impressed me, if you wait till it's convenient, you'll never do it. So as the Holy Spirit impressed me, I said, where will I work it in? I don't even have time to study, much less time to pray. And then the Holy Spirit impressed me. The only way to do it is to get up at 3.30 in the morning. You know how a 16-year-old student wants to get up at 3.30? You know how a 60-year-old man likes to get up at
1: 3.30?
0: I made arrangements with the dean of the boys' dormitory to use the washroom where the lights were on. I went in there morning by morning at 3.30, and the Lord gave me a format, first to read about 40 minutes. Later I learned that as I was reading, the Lord was giving me a new revival for that day, a new filling, infilling of His Spirit. uh, uh, Second Peter 1.4 says, "...whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature." having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. So I read about 40 minutes. The Holy Spirit made me a new creature for a new day. I then took a page, an eight and a half by 11. Nobody suggested it this way. The Holy Spirit did. I made three lists. One list was of the things in my life that needed to be strengthened. Another list was things for which I was grateful. And another list was people for whose souls I was burdened. And among that list was a name of my brother, one of our brothers, who had lost out. And later when I became an ordained minister, it was my privilege to baptize him, his wife, and their son. I did that morning by morning because I had a father who knew that this was the secret of victory. I worked at the at the farm with boys that I know, I'm confident, were basically better boys than I. But their daddies had never explained to them that we... We die daily, and we live anew each day. Therefore, this will give us joy instead of being dull and and uh, worrying and and causing us to be unhappy. There are boys that worked with me. I remember one of these boys, a wonderful boy. In those days, if a Christian acted real happy, you thought he wasn't a Christian. You had to have a face like this. And this boy had one of those platonic faces. So. I knew he must be a wonderful Christian. One day, Farmer Brown was called to the chief of police office. He said somebody had stolen some bicycles, and they were pointing the finger at this boy, wonderful Christian, because he had a platonic face. And I could hardly wait to hear when Farmer Brown came back. We were milking cows that morning, as we did morning by morning. Oh, you'll give give that chief of police the answer. This boy would never steal anything. When Farmer Brown came back, he said, the chief of police said, no, you're right, he wouldn't steal a bicycle. He's been involved in stealing 26. Can you imagine how much happier he was than I was? (laughs) I was worlds happier in his presence, his fullness of joy. Psalm 16, 11. And I challenge people to find any joy that can begin to compare with the joy of serving Jesus. The devil will hassle us. We'll make mistakes. We'll weep over our mistakes. But it's still worlds better than living for the world. Another boy, we'd known, we're neighbors. And he was in the ministerial band. He went to the bank and asked them to cash a $2,600 check. A student... And of course, they, they, they saw the handwriting on the wall. They said, that's quite a bit of money. Would you mind telling us, how did you get that much? He said, I sold a diamond. They said, do you mind, we'll just uh, check a little and let you know, come back. They sent their handwriting expert up to the school and they learned that he'd forged the check. Can you imagine how much happier he was than I was? <laughs> In the jailhouse you shall go. You shall go with the bugs." Another boy, handsome, lovely, basically world's better, threw a rock through the window of one of the storekeepers attached with a note, you leave $200 at the root of such and such a tree or blow your place up. Of course, they caught up with him. Can you imagine how much happier he was than I? <laughs> All right. The secret then, the secret is to get a hold of God's promises through the ABC method. And God's life becomes part of our life. We are already human. Divinity and human, humanity is united. And something wonderful takes place. Let me share with you what can ha- take place in regard to some of these delivering promises of God. Pastor, you said you wouldn't come up, but will you be like the son who said, I go not and he went? Will you come up with me a minute? I'll only ask you to be here just a few moments. Uh, Pastor Groger shared with us some of his experiences as a young man, and you were just a wonderful model Christian as a young man, weren't you? I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> Let's see, you, you were kicked out of one school and then another? That Wouldn't that go with being a model young Christian?
2: It depends upon who you're looking at, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, and how? for how long were you smoking four packs a day as a young man?
2: Several years.
0: Four packs a day. Uh, not drinking, though, at all?
2: A little bit. A little
0: bit. <laughs> Of course, that was the days before they had grass, wasn't it?
2: There was some around, but it was not the accepted thing to do.
0: And there you were raising hob,
2: right? Cane or something.
0: (laughs) Now, uh, four packs. You know, one of these questions came in. How can a man find deliverance over these habits?
2: Well, I can't do it on his own, because I tried that. Um, in fact, one time I was in the Army, I told my buddies that I was going to quit. And so I threw my cigarettes out. I was in a squad bay. And I didn't know it, but everybody in the squad bay locked their cigarettes up. And I woke up in the middle of the night with a nicotine fit, and I searched everybody's clothes in the barracks and had to go to another barracks to wake up my before I went bananas. Uh, The only way I quit was through a lot of prayer and giving my life to God. Oh, did the love of Christ play some part in this? Well, it played the whole part. I'd heard religion all my life, but it was being introduced to Jesus and learning about him as a person that really gave me the motivation to stop. You were telling me the other day that you finally went to
0: the pastor and said, you ought to give us young people something to do. And he said, if you're so smart, why don't you get something to do, something like that?
2: Yes, sir, I I was complaining to him that a lot of the young people are going out the back door and I said, and I'm one of them. And I said, why don't you do something to keep us in the church? And uh, he did make that statement. If you're so smart, why don't you do something yourself? And I'd had two years of theology, even though I'd been kicked out of two different colleges. And I said to myself, well, I'm going to show him. And we prepared a series. We, who was the we? I guess I should say I did. <laughs> and we took all, I took all of the young people in the church, placed them on a list. And I told certain ones that they were going to speak on certain days. And they spoke. My mother later told me that they were afraid of me. And uh, (laughs) I gave them the topics to speak on. We made up visiting teams. And I told them who to visit. And they went and made those visits. And during that series, by the way, uh, the book... I I saved the last Sabbath sermon for my sermon. And I read a little book called Path to the Heart. And while I was preparing that sermon, I picked the last chapter or toward the end of the book. Jesus saves. Or Jesus loves. And I became converted while I was preparing that message. Thank the Lord.
0: We wrote that book almost on our knees. The love of Christ did it, didn't it? Yes, sir. And prayer. Yes, sir. And uh, and evidently, God just gave you complete deliverance from tobacco.
2: Yes, sir. And alcohol and pills. Amen
0: then would you recommend
2: to young people
0: who are here and who are viewing this, uh, that this is the way? it's the only way. I thank you so much. God bless you. Lord bless you. He has been. Amen. And uh, I might say that just a few days ago, uh, I asked my grandson, he's 19 now. He had been in the same rut. He had really gotten into trouble. He was using marijuana and he was smoking and he was drinking and he was losing all interest in almost everything. He wasn't in any way responsible. And of course, we were claiming God's promises for him with all our heart. Today he's one of the most responsible young men we've ever met. A few days ago I said, said, Randy, will you let me carry a message to the young people? He said, yes. I said, tell me, what happened that you changed so dramatically, so tremendously uh, responsible now, getting A's in class and B's? He said, I came to the conclusion. I knew, he said, you don't have to tell young people that it's wrong to do those things. You don't have to insult their intelligence they know it's wrong i knew it was wrong but he said i i first started smoking to please my peers then i found that when they weren't around i had to smoke then i knew i was getting hooked and the lord impressed me i'm paraphrasing it that there was no way i could quit i cried out to god i claimed his promises and god delivered me completely i said there's there's no future in this road there are two roads And he said, God gave me deliverance. Thank the Lord. Now before I tell you another story, I think that Jeanette has a song for us.
1: He cometh with clouds. As the lightning shines from east to west, all nations shall see. Hallelujah
0: to reveal the power of God to give us deliverance in any area of life. I want to tell you in the next five minutes about May. May was reared as a Christian, but, and she was baptized, but May never knew the Lord. To make up for it, she got to watching TV, the soap cereals. She read the same type of thing. And Every time there was a revival in the church, she said, I must give this up. I I find I'm not enjoying the Bible, the idea. So she said, I must, I'm I'm going to cut down on this. She said, every time she made the vow, she spent more time. She was married, had some children, and of all things, she found now she was spending four and five hours a day on TV and this questionable reading. And her mind was becoming so confused And she was engaging in other things that people do engage in when they put this into their minds. Her mother was telling May's daughter all the mistakes that May made and some beside, and she hated her her mother-in-law. She finally decided, I must either see a psychiatrist or I must be committed. She said, well, I'm going to notify the pastor that I'm going to to resign my offices in the church, and I'm going to tell him it's because my husband, who's not a Christian, won't come unless I sit with him. So she said, I told the pastor this. She said, then I attended practically none. One day, she said, the pastor came to see me. And I was just sobbing by the hour now. You see what the world brings? You see the happiness it brings? She said, the pastor, before he was through, had wormed out of me the whole story. And she said, he said to me, look, I have some books in my car. One, it's called the ABCs of Bible Prayer. She said, he said, It's helped lots, hundreds of people, the idea. Uh, Would you mind analyzing it, reading and analyzing it, if I bring you one? She said, yes. You promised me? Yes. He brought it in, didn't condemn her, had prayer and left. She told me, she said, the next day I started to read, but my mind was so full of such confusion, I laid it down. She said, oh, wait a minute. I promised him. She said, the next day I began to read. Before I'd finished the second chapter, I said, wait a minute. If others claiming God's promises can find such deliverance, I can too." And she said, I opened the Bible to a promise, and she did something. She said, I had never done this before in my life. A is what? Ask. B is believe. C is what? To claim it by thanking God you've received. She said, I bet my whole being to believing. That's important. Don't express any doubt. Lord, I believe your promise. You can't lie. I bet my whole being. I believe, Lord. Your promise that you'll forgive my sins though they're scarlet. And she said, I got up from my knees. You've forgiven me, Lord. I'm cleansed. She said, now, Lord, the five or six hours I'm spending on TV and this other abominable stuff, I'm going to claim your promise, Matthew 21, 22, that you will take this, this awful craving out of my soul. I bent my whole soul to believing. She said, a few hours later I realized I had no desire for that which I could never break. I said, Lord, you've answered. You've answered. But now, she said, I've got now six hours, up to six hours a day, a vacuum. And I don't enjoy the Bible. I don't enjoy any spiritual thing. I'll claim your promise. Matthew twenty-one, twenty-two, build into me a longing, a craving, an obsession for the good and the spiritual. She said, I had such a craving I went to the pastor's wife. I said, I want all the books that Glenn Glen has written." She said, I want to read Desire of Ages. She read one after another. She said, and you know, the hardest thing to find deliverance over was my hatred for my mother-in-law. And I claimed Ezekiel 36, 26. I'll give you a new heart. And she said, finally, my mother-in-law, I love her. I pity her. And I've changed so much that my mother-in-law even says, if I join a church, it'll be your church. She said, I then began to pray for my 12-year-old boy out in public school. She said, within a month, that boy went to the pastor and requested baptism. He became a new creature in Christ Jesus. I sat and listened for three hours straight to a life that was changed by claiming God's promises. I want to recommend, and I want to say to the young people who are here and who view this, there are young people that are listening to this program that are going to be used mightily of Jesus Christ. So you'll say, Lord, I don't merely desire heaven. I choose your way. I know there will be battles. I know there will be struggles. But I know your way will bring me greater
1: happiness than any other. This media was brought to you by AudioVerse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about AudioVerse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www
0: dot audioverse.org.